Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast, where you'll hear from the people within the EMSB community and beyond, beyond. people with some inspiring stories, and people who work very hard to make this board, the EMSB, the choice of thousands of families. Here's your host, Suzanne Desotel. Anxiety levels at an all-time high during this extremely difficult period. Families are concerned about jobs. They're concerned about work. They're most concerned about their children. As we all are living day to day, certainly our governments are doing their job. Another group that is working extremely hard to keep the students engaged in learning during this difficult period where everybody is housed together. Of course, I'm talking about the EMSB, the English Montreal School Board, the directors, the departments, the teachers, the principals, the consultants, the IT people, specialists, office staff, all continuing to work throughout this period to keep students and families, to keep those anxiety levels down as much as possible. So today, we're going to look into what the Student Services Department has been doing in this regard, and we're going to focus on children with special needs. So I'm going to say welcome to Sabrina Petroco, who is the Assistant Director of Student Services. Hi. Good morning. Oh, good afternoon. Yeah, we're all here, whatever day it is. You don't know what day it is. We don't know what time it is. Uh, also joining us as coordinator uh, from the Student Services Department is Patricia Tonsoni. Hi, Patricia. Let's start off about what the Student Services Department is all about, the mandate. Patricia, do you want to take that for us? So as Student Services, we're always there to um, support and guide uh, parents and students. Right now, what we're doing is providing them with resources, educational activities that will keep the students engaged, stimulated, organized while they're at home. Uh, at the same time, uh, we're providing support and resources to families who are having a difficult time. Some of them are having a real difficult time coping uh, with the challenges that uh, we're facing. So that is what our department right now is really putting a lot of emphasis on. Patricia, what does that help look like when you say that you're trying to help the individual families? Uh, professionals. We have a, a group mm -hmm. of uh, professionals. Uh, we have occupational therapists, speech and language pathologists, consultants, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, they're all there working hard, whether it's um, speaking to parents, uh, as well as uh, we're putting, they're helping out in uh, putting a lot of resources on our uh, website that was launched on March uh, 30th. Uh, Sabrina, let's talk about that website, especially as mm -hmm. it has to do with uh, children with special needs. Um, if you go to the EMSB website, there is a green banner on the front, and that's where you begin. There's opportunities for learning and for stimulation, as Patricia was saying, for all students, but primarily, of course, coming from the educational uh, resources that we have at school, the educational department. Uh, they worked also very tirelessly long on these resources. So there are you know, things available for preschool, elementary, and secondary students. And then if you go a little bit further down, you'll notice that there's resources for students with special needs. And then, of course, there's another box that has a similar links to websites called Health and Wellbeing. So as mm -hmm. Patricia was mentioning before, we are looking at the educational aspect of our students with special needs, but of course also focus on mental health and anxiety and other types of issues, as you were mentioning at the beginning of the podcast, uh, that many students might be dealing with and coping. So we're trying to also service them in that area. 
And then there's another box that's also managed with the support of student services called safety resources. Again, any kind of, you know, resource that parents might need when they're concerned about their child's safety at home right now. It could also be, you know, online safety and stuff like that. And then there's a separate column on the side where we have tips for parents. So anything that can support parents in using all of the other amazing stuff that educational services put up. So maybe they just need some guidance on helping your child who has uh, difficulty reading. And uh, finally, one of the links that's up already, which is uh, really exciting from us, is assistive technology. So again, uh, some information and support for parents and students uh, as they're trying to uh, navigate through all of the fun stuff that uh, educational services put up. But they might be needing some support with assistive tech. So uh, student services is... Um, making sure that they have the, the help that they need. When you're dealing with children with special needs who were closely watched while they were in their classrooms, now they're at home, what's the best setup for a parent to, to assist the child? Is it best to just let them kind of go in and out of you know, learning, or is it better to have a special space for them set up and the parents leave them alone, or should the parents be with them? What's the best setup? Well, you'll notice that actually one of our tips for parents is actually uh, discusses that's called the study skills. And so they, they do discuss uh, areas of working and suggestions on how parents can do that. We're also very mindful that the reality for many of our families might be that they're, you know, in a smaller space or a small apartment, mom and dad are home, maybe siblings are home. So we're also very mindful of that. And what's really important to remember is we're not asking parents to become teachers. This is not the goal of this. The goal is uh, parents' uh, resource available Hopefully some students, most students can uh, work on their own, and for our special needs students as well, definitely can do some work on their own. But parents, uh, we are guiding them uh, in supporting their child. So uh, perhaps it's just reading something out loud to their, their child or redirecting them. Um, some parents appreciate uh, schedules, so they might you know, decide that that's the best thing for, for their child. It's following a, somewhat of a schedule. We uh, do have some recommendations for that. But I would also, you know, uh, have the parents encourage them to read the tips that we have and, uh, you know, just uh, use the space that they do have available because, you know, obviously it's not a school setting and the students who are uh, used to a certain type of structure uh, won't be fine at home. But, uh, you know, the parents can definitely mimic the best they can with the space that they have. Just to add to uh, what Sabrina was saying, you you had mentioned uh, schedules. I think that is uh, very important. I mean, you need to be flexible considering the time. But having a daily schedule would be very helpful when it comes to mm -hmm. students with special needs. Uh, kids need structure, and uh, actually the structure will actually help the date go faster. And also when uh, you said let them go in and out of activities, that can be um, sometimes very stressful for students who are used ah. to having a structure and a routine. Okay. Uh, so again, going to uh, schedules is very important, uh, but it, it's fun. Like having a schedule does not mean that it's not it's not fun, but it's just kind of organizing the day, uh, creating um, you know choices for for students, uh, creating what they they would like to do, uh, looking at their strengths, their uh, their interests. Uh, oftentimes, parents are still working from home, so. Parents need that time, and if you choose uh, an activity that is of high interest for the students, the likelihood of them being motivated and being on task and doing it is way higher. So I would recommend definitely doing that and put variety in the schedule. It shouldn't be uh, two hours in front of a screen. Uh, it could be exploration. It could be movement. It could be nature walks. Uh, 
Uh, that, of course, it requires a little bit when it comes to special needs. It does require a little bit more help from the parents, and definitely there has to be organization around the activities. But it's feasible and it's worth it because it can become uh, chaotic. One last thing when it comes to organizing the students, it has to be fun. Uh, mm. As it was mentioned, it's a very stressful period of time for everyone, and we're not expecting parents to become teachers, but uh, this is an opportunity when, I mean, we have to look at the positive aspects of this, is when, when do we have time to actually spend so much time with our families, get to know our children a little bit more, and uh, our children get to know us as parents. So I think uh, we need to keep that in mind. That, that's very important. A big worry of parents is, you know, kids getting ready to graduate, um, even special needs uh, children moving on to the next grade. Is this what's available on the EMSD website? Is it considered a curriculum? No, it, it is not a curriculum. Uh, this is not work or any type of lesson that will be evaluated. Uh, there's no obligation uh, on, you know, that, uh, put on the parents to do any of this. It's really a supportive measure to keep our students engaged and stimulated. Uh, as Patricia was saying, very important for them to feel encouraged and motivated to do some work, and we want to keep them, we want to give them resources so that the opportunity for continue, continued learning is there, but at no point is this meant to be a curriculum. We do understand that parents are busy, and so this is not, you know, doing their own work. This is not meant to be evaluated. It will not be used for that. It okay. is really uh, meant for, uh, you know, as we mentioned before, supporting our families and our students as they continue to learn and grow because, you know, they're, they're still busy doing that and simulating them. Thank you so much, Sabrina. What is on the website right now? Is this all we're ever going to see or is this always going to be a work in progress? We keep on updating. We keep on mm -hmm. putting more information. As of next week, we're going to be putting weekly activities for students with special needs and geared at uh, fine motor, growth motor activities, language and communication, uh, daily living skills. So that's going to be added as well. Uh, the, the boxes that Sabrina mentioned will continue to be updated. More information is going to be provided, uh, more tips for parents. Uh, so this is a, an ongoing process. We're going to always refresh our website. Uh, and then we also look at you know, parents' comments and what they say and what they're looking for. Like We're, we're there to listen to that and, and put the materials that, uh, that they need. So the message from you to parents is check the website every day, find out mm -hmm. what's going on and find out what's new and give feedback. Absolutely. Yeah. This has been amazing. I have to say that while, you know, everybody is struggling with this, you, Sabrina and Patricia and all of the people at the EMSB have been extremely busy keeping this together and helping to ease the anxiety for both the students and the parents. That's an awful lot of work. I know you've got computers, phones, and iPads going all at the same time. So we're doing our best. <laughs> you're, you're doing amazing. And so one last question, just regarding this equipment. When everybody's at home and you've got people perhaps sharing one computer, more than one student, uh, parents trying to use the computer, what is your suggestion when it comes to always being on hardware? Or are there other ways to keep students engaged without being on the computer or on a device? What we're trying to do is uh, basically have a variety of different uh, ways of learning, the different modalities, uh, movement, exploration. It's not being plugged in front of a device. 
it requires a little bit of organization, perhaps in the morning and the schedule, but it, it's feasible. No, we're not expecting the, all, everybody to be on a device uh, from morning to night. Mm -hmm. uh, the activities that we're providing on our site can be building, uh, you know, from materials and resources that we have around the home, but it's not necessarily being on a device, no. As Patricia was saying, actually, I just want to add a little bit to that. I, I think uh, I want to yes. tip off my hat to, to all my colleagues, uh, especially in educational services and student services, that we were very mindful of that, the idea of not being plugged into a computer the whole time. And so we got really creative and also really understanding and realizing that some parents and some families might have only one, one computer, right? And so some of the activities are pen to paper. Some of them are movement uh, or outdoors, you know, things like can we find uh, circular shapes on a walk around the block or something like that. So it could be very simple activities like that that are stimulating. And definitely we encourage parents to keep their students moving, uh, you know, coloring and using colors and paper and pen is always another good way of learning. And so we're very mindful of that, and we do want to encourage families to look at the different activities from uh, the whole entire site, and you'll see that there is something for everyone. And so, you know, we're, we're being very creative in finding ways so that the students are not obliged to be stimulated by a computer or a telephone or a television, but by other means as well. That sounds absolutely fabulous. The work that you have accomplished during this extremely difficult time, my hat's off to you, and I, I encourage all parents to Go to the website, the EMSB website, see everything that has been set up by the government and by the constantly working entire staff of the EMSB. My hat's off to all of you during this very difficult time. been listening to the English Montreal School Board podcast with Suzanne Desotel. Make sure to subscribe to this and the Inspirations Podcast, Quebec's only podcast dedicated to the special needs community on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.